Api, Api Devarshina, Devarshina Adishta, Adishta Sakala Ayam Pashtita Yada Atmanaha Angam Akridam Bhagavan Utsishrikshati Api Devashina Dishta, Sakalayam Upashtita, Yudatmanongam Akridam, Bhagavan Utsuk, Bhagavan Utsishrikshati, Api Devashina is he going to quit his earthly pastimes, as Devarshi Narad indicated? Has that time already arrived? Nimitani atyaristani kaleidvanugate nirnam lobadi adharmakamitim dristo vachanujam nirpaha. In course of time, it came to pass that people in general became accustomed to greed, anger, pride, etc. Maharaj Yudhisthira, observing all of these omens, spoke to his younger brother, Purport. A pious king like Maharaj Yudhisthira at once became perturbed when there were such inhuman symptoms as greed, anger, irreligiosity, and hypocrisy rampant in society. And it appears from this statement that all these symptoms of degraded society were unknown to the people of the time, and it was astonishing for them to have experienced them with the advent of the Kali Yuga or the Age of Quarrel. Yudhishthira Huvacha Sampreshito Devarakayam Jishnur Bandhu Dhritrikshaya Gnatam Chapunyashlokasya Krishnasya Chavichestitam Maharaj Yudhishthira said to his younger brother Bhimashain, Bhimashain, I sent Arjuna to Dwarka to meet his friends and to learn from the personality of Godhead Krishna of his program of work. Gata Sata Duna Masa Bhimashaina Tavananjira since he departed, seven months have passed, yet he has not returned. I do not know factually how things are going there. Is he going to quit his earthly pastimes, as Devarshi Narada indicated? Has that time already arrived? by His Divine Grace, Sila As we have discussed many times, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna, has many plenary expansions, and each and every one of them, although equally powerful, executes different functions. In the Bhagavad Gita, there are different statements by the Lord, and each of these statements is meant for different plenary portions, or portions of plenary portions. For example, Sri Krishna, the Lord, says in the Bhagavad Gita, Whenever and wherever there is a decline in religious practice, O descendant of Bharata, and a predominant rise of irreligion, at that time I descend myself. Bhagavad Gita 4.7 O son of Kunti Arjuna, I am the taste of water, the light of the sun and the moon, the syllable om in the Vedic mantras. I am the sound in ether and ability in man. Bhagavad Gita 7.8 If I should cease to work, then all these worlds would be put to ruination. I would also be the cause of creating unwanted population and I would thereby destroy the peace of all sentient beings. Bhagavad Gita 324. 
Whatever action is performed by a great man, common men will follow in his footsteps, and whatever standards he sets by exemplary acts, all the world pursues. Bhagavad Gita 3.21. All the above statements of the Lord apply to different plenary portions of the Lord, namely his expansions of Sankarshan, Vasudeva, Pradumna, Aniruddha, Narayana, etc. All these expansions are he himself by different transcendental expansions, and still the Lord as Sri Krishna functions in a different sphere of transcendental exchange with different grades of devotees. And yet Lord Krishna as he appears, as he is, appears once in a day of Brahma, or after a lapse of 864 trillion solar years, in each and every universe and all his transcendental pastimes are displayed in each and every universe in a routine spool. But in the routine spool, the functions of Lord Krishna, Lord Vasudeva, etc. are complex problems for the layman. There is no difference between the Lord's self and the Lord's transcendental body. The expansions execute different activities. When the Lord, however, appears in his person as Lord Sri Krishna, his other plenary portions also join in him by his inconceivable potency called Yogamaya, and thus the Lord Krishna of Vrindavan is different from the Lord Krishna of Mathura or the Lord Krishna of Dwarka. The Virata Rupa of Lord Krishna is also different from him by his inconceivable potency. The Virata Rupa exhibited on the battlefield of Kurukshetra is the material conception of his form. Therefore, when Lord Krishna was appointed, apparently killed by the bow and arrow of the hunter, it should be understood that the Lord left his so-called material body in the material world. The Lord is Kaivalya, and for him there is no difference between matter and spirit, because everything is created from him. Therefore, his quitting one sort of body or accepting another body does not mean that he is like the ordinary living being. All such activities are simultaneously one and different by his inconceivable potency. When Maharaj Judasthira was lamenting the possibility of his disappearance, it was just in pursuance of a custom of lamenting the disappearance of a great friend. But factually, the Lord never quits his transcendental body as is misconceived by less intelligent persons. Such less intelligent persons have been condemned by the Lord himself in the Bhagavad Gita and they are known as mudhas. That the Lord left his body means that he left again his plenary portions in the respective dhammas, transcendental abodes, as he left his virata rupa in the material world. Krishna consciousness has to be understood as a science uh, with deep philosophy. The uh, distinction between Krishna consciousness and other uh, popular groups of the day is, uh, in one respect, that uh, there is a very deep philosophy uh, behind Krishna consciousness. And uh, everyone uh, who is a member of this society uh, must uh, try to understand with all of their intelligence uh, the different activities of the Lord. Because as it is said, this is the essence of Krishna consciousness. This is the whole purpose uh, of Krishna consciousness that anyone who at the time of death quits his body, uh, remembering uh, the birth and the activities of Lord Krishna, 
he never has to take his birth again in this material world. But this is the whole idea in human life. And human life is especially granted as an opportunity for once and for all putting an end to the cycle of repeated birth and death. One should make it up his mind that this shall be the last birth that I shall undertake. I shall never again have to come back to this Dukalayam Mashashatam, to this world, Mamukpeti Punhar Janma, Dukalayam Mashashatam. I shall never have to come back again to this temporary world full of suffering. It doesn't matter what place you go in the world, there's bound to be suffering. Brahma Bhuvana Loka, Puna Avartina Arjuna, Mamukpeti Tukuntaya, Puna Janma Navitite. Lord, Brahma's planet, Brahma Loka, down to the Indra Gopas situation, uh, no matter how high or how low you go, there's repeated birth and death taking place. And as long as birth and death are there, there cannot be genuine uh, happiness. Therefore, one must take the Krishna consciousness for the solution uh, to these actual problems of life. So in order to do so, uh, one has to have Gyan and Vigyan. Gyana Vigyana Triptatma Pitashto Vijitendriya. This is the symptom of one who is equipoised. Gyana Vigyana Triptatma Pitashto Vijitendriya. Samaloshtrashma Kanchi. A real yogi, uh, he has both knowledge and realization and is satisfied. Gyana, Gyana and Vigyana. He has knowledge by the grace of Shastra and he has vigyan or realization by the grace of uh, performing the practice of bhakti yoga. It is not enough simply to have dry knowledge. You see. This knowledge which is presented in these books is not actually dry. Uh, studying the Srimad Bhagavatam, hearing the Bhagavad Gita, this is actual service. Nasta prayeshu abhadyeshu nittam bhagavata sevaiha. Bhagavata Uttama Shlogi, Bhakti Bhavati Naishtiki. One who uh, hears attentively the uh, message of the Bhagavatam and serves the person Bhagavatam, the spiritual master, the pure devotee of the Lord, all that is unclean is cleansed out of the heart and devotional service becomes established as an irrevocable fact. So, this is actually Krishna conscious service. Uh, this hearing that you're performing. Bhagavad-seilaya, uh, hearing the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam and serving the pure devotee of the Lord, this is the simple way for making advancement. You see. Therefore, it's not a good to sleep or to become inattentive. You see. Just like we say, it is an offense to be inattentive while chanting the holy name of the Lord. Similarly, it would be an offense if Prabhupāda were to ask for some service and we're simply sleeping. And similarly, it's an offense to be inattentive while hearing the activities in the pastimes of the Lord. So we have to try to uh, understand. Uh, the process for understanding is uh, not simply that one makes the effort by his mental concentration, but that he pleases the devotee of the Lord. Uh, Krishna consciousness advancement comes not only as a result of studying, but the studying becomes realized by the grace of a pure devotee of the Lord. The spiritual master, being pleased with his disciple, he blesses him with all understanding. Yasya prasada bhagavad prasado, yasya prasada nakatiya katopi. And by the mercy of the spiritual master, 
one gets the mercy of Krishna. This is actually the process. Uh, therefore, the whole system uh, of uh, Krishna consciousness or transcendental understanding is based upon the parampara. A parampara not only means parampara is the opportunity to hear the words spoken by Krishna in an unadulterated form from the representative of Krishna. And after hearing those words, one should become very much thankful you see, to the spiritual master. Uh, not because the spiritual master has given something new, uh, but because he has delivered, unadulterated the message of Krishna. Uh, sometimes it's described that this material world is uh, just like a blazing forest fire, just like we sing Sansara Dava Nala Lida Loka. And there's a blazing forest fire of material existence. So when there's a huge forest fire, uh, it is not possible to put out the fire simply by a few buckets of water. You can't call the fire brigade and expect them to put out a forest fire. The way to put out the forest fire is that if a rain comes, that the rain, because it's so all-encompassing, it can completely annihilate the forest fire. So the spiritual master is described to be just like a rain cloud of mercy. Because a cloud is very merciful in terms of putting out a forest fire, it can inundate a whole area and put it out. So uh, the, the cloud, using this analogy, the cloud... Uh, where does the cloud get water from? It gets water from the sea, the sea, from the ocean. And it takes that water and it dumps it on the land and thereby it puts out the fire. So similarly, this spiritual master is not giving anything of his own mercy. He's giving the mercy of Krishna. He's delivering the mercy of Krishna. Krishna is like the sea or the ocean. And the spiritual master is just like a merciful rain cloud. And we are burning in this forest uh, fire of material existence. Uh, so we are uh, very much indebted to the spiritual master uh, because he has delivered something uh, without any kind of adulteration or without any selfish motivation. Just like uh, if you receive money uh, from the postal clerk or from the post office, sometimes people send money. Uh, it is not the money of the postman. He's not giving his own money. But he's delivering you the money sent by someone else. And because he delivers it without taking anything for himself, without any material motivation, therefore we're very much grateful to him. In the same way, we're very much grateful to the spiritual master because he has delivered, unadulterated, the science of Krishna. So, Krishna comes, as it's described, yada yada hitanmasya glanir bhavati bharata. Krishna comes uh, time after time after time. The Lord is very kind. Although we have neglected Him, although we have forgotten Him, uh, still, by His mercy, He comes or He sends His representative again and again and again. And we should understand that the uh, Supreme Personality of Godhead and His representatives are not part of this material world. One should never construe that Krishna's body is mundane or material or that a pure devotee's body is mundane or material. Uh, Krishna describes, Avajanandi manmudha manushintanamashutam parambhavamajanantam mamabhutamaheshadam. The fools and rascals, 
they have doubt about my transcendental nature, about my transcendental form. They do not know my supreme dominion over all that be. So the fools or the mudhas, because they are envious of Krishna, they cannot understand the form of the Lord in his various manifestations. Krishna comes in so many ways. He came personally himself 5,000 years ago. He comes as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He comes in the form of the deity. He comes in the form of the spiritual master. The spiritual master is the servitor, Godhead. He's also Guru Tattva. He's part of the Tattva, the absolute truth. So, Lord Krishna comes in so many ways and none of these forms are material. Archne, Vishnu, Shiladir, Guru Shu. Not a matir, Vaishneve Jati Murihi. One should never think uh, that uh, the uh, form, the Archa Vigraha, the deity form of the Lord, is made of stone uh, or earthen substance. Uh, one should never think that a uh, that the spiritual master is an ordinary man. One should never think that the Vaishnavas are designated as certain nationalities. You see. All of these personalities, the deity, the guru, and the Vaishnavas, they're all of a transcendental nature. Therefore, uh, one should uh, accept the fact uh, that the spiritual master is not uh, ordinary in any way. Uh, there's a description given in the Upadeshamrita that sometimes the Ganges water may be seen to have mud or bubbles or foam in it. But this does not in any way disturb the purity or the effectiveness of bathing in the Ganga. One who takes bath in the Ganges becomes purified. Prabhupada describes that when he was a young child, he used to, the father used to take him to bathe in the Ganges and the stools or things would be floating and they would simply push out of the way and then go and bathe. Because it's pure. So similarly, one may see that the spiritual master's body may be affected, you see, in some a certain way by old age or by disease or anything like this. But that does not affect in any way its purity. That does not in any way affect the potency or the ability of the spiritual master uh, as the pure uh, representative of Krishna to be able to liberate one. There are different types of personalities, uh, different types of liberated souls. Uh, those who are Nitya Siddha, uh, those who are Kripa Siddha, uh, those are Sadhana Siddha. Uh, that is to say, those are eternally liberated souls who never fall down, those who are liberated by the mercy of Krishna, the spiritual master, and those who are liberated by devotional pr uh, principles or regulated practices of Bhakti Yoga. So, uh, in any case, whichever one may be in, it does not affect in any way his ability to deliver one from the ocean of birth and death. So, uh, Krishna's body then is transcendental, dibhyam. And it is described that Ishvara Parama Krishna Satchit Ananda Vigraha So Krishna's body is known as Satchit Ananda Vigraha. Uh, his form is uh, eternal. Uh, this means it never had a beginning and it never had an end. Uh, Krishna's form, he does not take a different form when he advents himself. You see? Some 
Krishna says, Sambhavami Atmamaya. I descend in my original form. Krishna's form and Krishna's insight, there's no question of duality or difference. Just like there's a difference between I and the body. I and the body. There's a dif- distinction between my body and me. But that is because my body is not who I am. But in Krishna's case, this is not the same thing. Krishna's inside, Krishna's outside, they're all of the same absolute potency. So when Krishna descends, he doesn't have to uh, come and take a material form. He comes in his original form. He's able to come in his original body. And if it appears that when Krishna left this planet, that he left a material form, this was simply to fool the atheists. Krishna is able to do whatever he wants. He can do anything whatsoever. He can leave a body, a hundred bodies, any kind of body he wishes. So he left this kind of body simply to fool the atheists. Just like for those who are less advanced, who cannot understand the personal form of the Lord, therefore he has this virata rupa, or universal form. And you have to understand him that the sun and the moon are his eyes, that the mountains are the stacks of his bones, uh, that the trees are the hairs on his body. Uh, this kind of a description as it is given in the Bhagavatam of the universal form of the Lord is meant for those who cannot appreciate the personal form of the Lord. For them, the awe-inspiring universal manifestation is described so that they can think God is the composite of the whole universal system. But that is actually, these are all different forms for different purposes. Krishna has unlimited forms. We should understand that there's uh, uh, no uh, limit uh, uh, to Krishna's different types of manifestations. So, but the point is that each one of these different plenary portions of Krishna is not different in its own right from Krishna. Ramadi Murti Shu Kala Niyamena Tishtam Namavatara Makarod Bhuvaneshu Krishna. Krishna Sayam Samavavat Paramapuman Yo Govindamadi Purusham Tamaham Bajami. Lord Brahma and the Brahma Sanghita, he's describing the various manifestations of the Lord. Ramadi Murti Shu Kala Niyamena Tishtam. These are different plenary portions. Ram, Nishringa, Baraha. They're all different uh, forms of the Lord. And they come originally from Krishna Sayam. Uh, Krishna Sayam Samabhavat Paramapumanyo Govindamari Purusham Tamaham Bajami. Krishna is the origin of all of these different forms. Ete Cham Sakalaha Puncha Krishna Stu Bhagavan Sayam. When in the Srimad Bhagavatam, in the third chapter of the first canto, Sugadeva is listing the different incarnations of the Lord. When he comes to the point of listing Krishna, he says, Krishna, Sayam Bhagavan. Sayam Bhagavan. He's the original, but Krishna is the original personality of Godhead. So all of these different incarnations of the Lord are coming from Krishna. Just like the example is given that you may have a candle and with that one candle you may light so many other candles. You see, with this one flame, that flame can become expanded into many other flames. So they're all the same original flame, but expanded many times. There's no less potency. If I take a candle, just like on the altar, I take a flame and I light another flame, each of those flames is equally strong. 
But one of them is the original flame. That original flame, the source of all incarnations, that is Krishna. This is the position of Krishna. And when Krishna comes, it's to be understood that all of the different incarnations appear in his form. This is not necessarily true of any other incarnation except in Krishna, where all of the different uh, manifestations of the Lord are present. Just like when you have a million dollars, you have a thousand dollars and a hundred dollars and ten dollars. All the potencies of the Lord are manifested. You see? So, just like when Krishna performed his activities, Krishna uh, was in Vrindavan. But when he killed the demons, he doesn't do it as the Lord Krishna. One of his manifestations who exists within him, he does the business of killing. You see? Narayan may kill or another uh, personality may kill another one of Krishna's expansions. But Krishna doesn't bother. Krishna's business is paritranaya sadhunam. Why does Krishna come? Krishna comes for his devotees. Otherwise, if it were not for his devotees, vanashayas chajuskritam, anyone can kill the demon. Any one of Krishna's manifestations can kill the demons. You see? Varaha, right? He can kill Naraya. They can all kill demons. They're not re it's not required that Krishna come for killing demons. Krishna must come for the satisfaction of his pure devotees. That is the biggest reason why Krishna comes. Because Krishna's unalloyed pure devotees, they won't be satisfied with anybody but Krishna. This is the position of the gopis, of Jasoda, of Nanda, of Krishna's friends. The uh, personalities in the spiritual world in Goloka Vrindavan, they're completely free from any thought of any desire for liberation. You see? Generally speaking, the Mayavadis, they accept this Kaivalya, merging into the existence of God. And the Vaishnavas, they may accept the other four kinds of liberation, having a body like God's, living on a planet like God. They may accept this. But a pure devotee of the Lord, he, won't even ex he doesn't even want this Vaishnava liberation. He simply wants to serve Krishna in one of five different ways, as Krishna's uh, in a neutral relationship like the trees and the plants and the cows in Goloka Vrindavan, or as one of Krishna's servitors, you see, just like Daruka, Krishna's chariot driver, or as Sridham or Sudama or some of Krishna's friends, Sakya Rasa, or he may want to have a relationship as Krishna's father or mother or uncle or aunt or one of the elderly gopas or gopis, you see, in paternal or maternal affection, or in conjugal affection as the gopis of Vrindavan. So, uh, the pure devotees, uh, they don't have any desire whatsoever. They don't even hanker for liberation of any kind. They simply want to render uh, devotional service unto Krishna. So, when Krishna comes, he does so. Just like when he lives, leaves uh, Vrindavan from Mathura, it is described that Krishna cannot leave Vrindavan because he's bound just like the word Damadar, the name Damadar means Krishna is tied up with ropes of love. You see? Krishna cannot leave Vrindavan because he's tied by the love of his devotees. Therefore, when Krishna appears to be leaving Vrindavan on the chariot of Akrura, actually it is described, it is not Krishna, but it is one of his expansions because Krishna, the original personality of Godhead, cannot leave Vrindavan and instead he takes shelter in the hearts of the gopis and the gopas of Vrindavan. He takes his home in the hearts. When he leaves Vrindavan, apparently, he's actually residing in their hearts. 
So these are the different forms of the Lord and the different expansions. We have to understand that they're similar and different simultaneously. This is known as Achintaveda Veda Tattva. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has delivered the philosophy simultaneously one and different. God is one and different, you see. Just like Krishna's forms, uh, they're all the same and yet there's a difference. Not that this is, takes a little bit of intelligence to understand or comprehend, but it can be understood by the fact that Krishna's energies are unlimited. Parasha Shakti Vivideva Shriyate Sabhaviki Gana Bala Kriyacha. Krishna has unlimited energies, and by these different energies and potencies, he manifests himself in different ways for different purposes. Just like this material world is actually Krishna. Because it's coming from Krishna, it is Krishna. But it's in a different way. It's Krishna in a different form. Therefore, pure devotee, he doesn't see anything material. Because he sees this material world as coming from Krishna and he sees it in connection with Krishna. Actually, there's no such thing as anything but Krishna. Krishna is everywhere expanded in different ways. Krishna and Krishna's energy are non-different. And yet there is a difference. This is known as simultaneously one and different. So, uh, all of these things have to be understood uh, by careful study and by service. You cannot understand this philosophy simply by mental uh, concentration. You see, academic realization will not help. Just like in the university, there's so many courses. They teach courses, at, at least in the U.S. universities, they even teach courses on the uh, Chaitanya Chaitamrita, they teach, there's, there's professors who have done their PhDs on the writings of Rupa Goswami, Jiva Goswami, Sanatana Goswami. They can quote, they are Sanskrit scholars, but they do not understand the simplest, they don't understand the first line of Bhagavad Gita. They have not realized what, that they're not their bodies. Although they, have, they can quote you whole texts from Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu in Sanskrit, they have not even understood they're not their bodies. Because this is not to be gained by academic realization. This appreciation for Krishna can only be understood. Only by smearing your eyes with the salve of love, only by bhakti, only by pure devotional service am I to be understood, Krishna says. So unless one takes up the bona fide process under the guidance of a spiritual master and renders devotional service more and more purely, he cannot get an appreciation for these subject matters. And when one gets an appreciation, then he loses his desires. He loses his attraction for the material world. You can judge your, you can gauge your advancement in Krishna consciousness by how much you're losing your affection for material life. Therefore, Rupa Goswami says, if you have any taste for material family, friendship, and love, please don't go down to the bank of the Jumuna where the Govinda is standing playing on his flute. He says this, uh, in a sense, to let you know that anyone that sees Krishna will lose. You see, they're hankering, they're desiring for material society, friendship, and love. So, we should understand this is actually the goal of Krishna consciousness. It is not enough simply to maintain yourself in the material world. You have to see how Krishna is being served. Just like if the deity requires service, you cannot say, I'm serving my family, I'm serving my business. You cannot neglect Krishna. 
Krishna has come amongst us, you have to serve him. The, the, the degree to which you're advanced is how much you put Krishna's needs before your own needs. Your own needs not only means yours, but your extended yours, your families, your societies, your communities, your nations. There are so many needs pressing upon one. But a pure devotee is one who sees that by fulfilling the needs of Krishna, automatically the other needs will be fulfilled. And Krishna promises this. Devashi Bhutaptaniyanam Pitranam Nakinkanam Nayam Rini Charajan Sarvatmanaya Saranam Saranam Katamakandam Paridikti Kartam. Anyone who gives up all other duties and obligations and simply fulfills this one obligation to Krishna, Govinda, he's no longer a debtor to anyone. He has no more obligation or duty because Krishna will fulfill your duties on your behalf. This is the actual uh, realization of one who becomes advanced. He learns to put Krishna, first of all, on the list. He doesn't put himself on his list first. He doesn't put anything else but Krishna. So we have to understand that, whether we are brahmachari, grihasta, manaprastha, sannyasi, it does not matter. But what does matter is how much you're serving Krishna. And don't replace Krishna with anything else. You may serve Krishna by so many different means, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Parasevanam, Achanam, Bandhanam, Sakyam, Dasam, There are nine different ways of serving, but these are the prescribed methods. Other than that, mostly our lives are for maintenance of our own bodies, our friends' bodies, our family's bodies, etc. But we should try to become more and more aware of Krishna. You see, Janma Karma Chame Divya. Then we won't have to take birth to death again in this material world. By remembering your wife, by remembering your child, by remembering your material friend, this will not save you at the time of death. You have to think of Krishna. And the only way you'll think of Krishna is by serving Krishna. So, uh, this means, uh, bhakti yoga means to Krishna. So our request is that uh, we have Radha Balava and Gornitai and Jagannath Baladev Subhadra, that everyone has to serve them. You have to put them as the foremost personalities in your lives. And everyone else should come behind that. Then you'll become happy, your family will become happy, your friends will become happy, everyone will become happy because Krishna will actually be served. So if there's any questions, we have a little time, we'll try to answer. He chanted the name of Narayan at the time of death, but he was thinking of his son. If we're chanting the name of, uh, say, a son or a, a wife or whatever, and, and if that name is the name of Krishna, will we go to him? Well, what is the guarantee that that will happen, first of all? You want to take the risk? Ajamil is very lucky. Just like if somebody gets an honorary degree from a university, does that mean that I shouldn't go to the university? that I should also expect to get an honorary degree just because he happened to get one. How many people get honorary degrees? Very few. So what happened to Ajamil is a rare exception, but it proves, it's there to show us how powerful chanting of the holy name of the Lord is. But that doesn't mean that with everybody that will be the case. You better go to university and get your degree. You better practice Krishna Khanas on a daily basis. Don't expect some honorary degree like Ajamil got. That may happen, but that's the mercy of Krishna. And that is there in the Bhagavatam just to show the effectiveness or the incredible potency of the Holy Name. But we should do the required regulated program of developing so that there's no question 
whether I happen to have a wife named Narayani or not, I'll be chanting Krishna's name. Maybe. Now they're making advancement because they're buying Srila Prabhupada's books. They don't make too much advancement. There's some benefit, naturally, from coming in contact. But then again, there also is a chance for them to commit more offenses because they may think of these great Vaishnavacharyas as ordinary, mundane. And they think of Radha Krishna's pastimes on a mundane level also. So it becomes even more difficult to get them the right knowledge. Sometimes it can act as a way of making one even more distant from Krishna. Better to remain a little innocent. Jesus Christ, uh, the of Krishna, yeah, he's Shaktavish Avatar. He's incarnation. He's a p- empowered living entity, empowered for the pers- purposes of spreading love of God. Shaktavish Avatar. What's your problem? Incarnation doesn't only mean Krishna. It means when someone becomes empowered by Krishna, he's as good as Krishna. That's the, that's the potency of the Lord. The Lord can give his complete potency or part potency to an individual living entity to act on his behalf as good as him. Another question? Yes? What is the best way to serve the deity? Well, you see, this is the best way. Everyone here should become a qualified, duly initiated Brahmin. And then they should take part in deity worship. Whether you're, whether you're a woman, a man, doesn't matter. You should all take part in deity worship. That will purify hearts, especially in many households in this temple. Every one of you should worship these deities, and not a deity at your home only. There's, that is not a replacement. Prabhupada has explained that the deity in the home is not a replacement for the deity in the temple. That is there so that you can offer your foodstuffs and do a little bit of puja. But actually, everyone is supposed to take part in this deity worship in the temple. You see? You should all uh, look forward to that opportunity and make yourselves qualified to become second initiated and take part in this deity worship program. This is everybody's purification. This and Sankatan, chanting and book distribution and deity worship. These are the programs for purification in this age. This will cleanse everybody's mind and heart very much by seeing the beautiful form of the Lord. You had a question? Yeah, you've seen Christian when it comes to the satisfaction uh, to his devotees, uh, he has different portions to yeah. human beings. We've seen that uh, he's killing him at the time of which and so many things like this in his form is Krishna. Yeah, he's not killing them in that form. At the time he kills them, the, uh, the plenary manifestations within him do the killing. That's the point. They don't jump out of his body and kill him. He acts within his body in different poses. The part that's killing is the cleaner expansion within Krishna's form. It's not that the, that part has to jump out of his body so that you can see that it's not Krishna's killing. Can I understand? Yes. Okay. Well,